Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla, and we're so happy to have you here with us. But before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for another opportunity to get into your Word, Lord, and to come before you as little children, Lord, as your sons and daughters. We ask that you will show us what you have for us, Lord, that you give us today our daily bread, Lord. We ask for forgiveness for anything that we've done against you, Lord, and we forgive those who have done things against us lord and we also ask that you forgive them as well lord we thank you for your compassion and your mercy and your love lord and your patience and we thank you for your character lord in jesus name amen in jesus almighty name amen and amen well good morning and welcome everyone we're so glad to have you with us as we dive in to the word and continue our study in the book of hebrews we are in chapter 11 and discussing verses 1 through 7 So if you're joining us for the first time or rejoining us, I'd like to encourage you to pause the episode and just take a moment to read through that section of scripture. And that way it's easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen. Amen. All right. And at this time, as is our custom, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right. Charles. So we um, left off inside the previous episode talking about how a testimony that the Lord has for us is more than one um, moment, and it's not just something that we can turn off and on, and it's referring to faith. It's not something that we have one day, then it suddenly disappears. And we see that um, as we continue to read where it says, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things um, which are visible. And the Lord just gave it to me in this way and explained it to me is that we don't see that sky falling every day. Then the Lord has to suddenly reapply his faith to frame it up again and then it falls over again. Meaning that he doesn't use his faith. Um, if we could think about this manner that the Lord doesn't tell us to do things he doesn't do himself. Mm-hmm. Meaning that the Lord initiated faith, he created it and mm-hmm. he as such he uses it. Mm-hmm. And the Lord reminded me of how he doesn't stop using his faith every other day, meaning that he got what he wanted. Literally, she did what I want you to do. Now I'm going to stop using my faith and everything collapses. If we could think about that um, and imagine it, but he is consistent throughout inside of how he uses his faith. And that's how we should be as well. Meaning that our life shouldn't suddenly collapse after we get something, meaning that we turn it back to the Lord and we go do what we want. As soon as we want something else though, we return to the Lord which would be the proverbial rehanging the worlds. So you're saying like the the Lord isn't going in every morning saying, let there be light and then reforming man out of the dust. He did it one time and he used his faith and it's continued to do what it's supposed to do. Humans have continued to reproduce. The sun comes up when it does. The moon comes up when it does. The oceans, they have their boundaries. They can come here and go no further. But he's not saying each, every day and every moment, let there be light. Yes. Okay. That's true. That's true. But the, we're, we're talking on two different mm-hmm. segments here. So what you're referring to is continuing in faith. Yes. Um, versus having one time 
victory of faith and then the rest of your life there's no more faith ever used again or what or whatnot that is more akin to what he's talking to at the talking to the believers about at the end of chapter 10 where he's telling them not to cast away their confidence and um, verse 39 in particular of chapter 10 it says but we are not of those who draw back to perdition but to those who believe to the saving of the soul. That means we're the ones who finish the process. We keep the faith and we continue to believe God all the way out to the very end till we see the redemption or experience either natural death or Christ comes back to get us. What the part when you're talking about God's faith, um, how he is not redoing things over and over, he's leaving his faith active. It's continuing to work on that situation and it's doing the job because he has nothing but faith. He's yes. absolute faith. There's no doubt in him. Uh, that's also akin to there's no variation or shadow of turning. He's not yes and no. He's yes and here it is. So his faith has continued to work in the the denoted purpose throughout eternity. It's going to continue until God said, time's up for this particular stage of things. Now this is going away. Right. But he also yes, says, mommy. now these three remain faith, hope, and love. That's first Corinthians chapter 13. So when we're talking about how we're using this as believers, we need event style faith, faith to get the job done in this particular moment. And we need to continue in faith. Now we do have the option to leave our faith active on certain things. Like after we see the victory come about to leave it active just like our God does. But I think you're talking more about our continual faithfulness towards God and to continue to walk in a life of faith with God till we finish to the very end and use our faith for whatever is required. For example, um, we haven't talked about it. Oh, well, we can use Noah for an example. Um, well, did we read Noah? Did we get to Noah? Yes. We did. Yes. Okay. In so, verse 7. So Noah, for an example, he didn't just have faith to hear from God concerning the boat. He kept the faith all the way to getting out of the boat after the flood. So he started building it, right? It wasn't just a one-time event. He completed the boat. Then he loaded the boat with the animals that came to him. Then he put the provisions that God told him to put on the boat. Then he loaded his family onto the boat. Then he himself got onto the boat. Then he stayed in the boat while the rain and the water flood, the flood waters came in and he continued there. Then he, by faith, sent the ravens out, right? And then he sent the dove looking for the dry land that the father had promised that it would come. It wasn't going to just be perpetual water on the earth all the time, but there was something else. There was going to be salvation out of this particular instant with him being able to return to dry land. So then when he got out of the boat, he offered a sacrifice and offering to God by faith and listened to what the Lord said to him. So he continued his journey of faith. It wasn't just a one-time event of building the ark or starting to build the ark. It was continuous, repetitive lifestyle of faith um, throughout his days. And then we kind of see his life um, trail off as we go on through scripture. We just don't, and by trail off, I don't mean he turned his back on God. I mean, we stop following his particular journey. We pick up shortly thereafter, working our way towards um, Abraham and other peoples Amen. that came through Babylon and all that other stuff that came through. Amen. Yes. And how, um, thank you for explaining that, Mommy. You're welcome, darling. And just understanding that we are supposed to be consistent throughout entirety um throughout Mm -hmm. our entire life we're supposed to be consistent with the lord and he also another example would be you don't see a tree it doesn't revert to seedling then it goes back to being full grown then a seedling then full Mm -hmm. grown seedling full grown it doesn't do that over 
it mm-hmm. stays once it's gone through the growing process it stays there it continues to move forward yes and that's how we should be in our own lives as people i know in my own life there have been instances where i would go back to seedling grow go back to seedling grow and go in that process because it's that yes this faith is for what i want what i need in this moment and that's what I want to use it for instead of realizing that the faith is for what the Lord wants to use it for. Mm-hmm. You not, mean, oh, go ahead, baby. Not what we as humans want to use the faith. The Lord didn't give that to us as a key to get through doors. If you would think of it in that way, he opens the door and we walk through it. We don't unlock the door and force him to open it for us. So you could say it like this. Faith is not a means to an end. Yes. A, a vehicle to temporarily get us to a desired outcome. It's a lifestyle. Amen. Which you see that in uh, verse 5 of Hebrews 11, talking about Enoch. Uh, let's just read that real quick. It says, By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Now, if you go back and read about Enoch in Genesis, the testimony was that he walked with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, it says specifically after he had his, his son, then he walked with the Lord the next 300 and some odd years. And then God was pleased with him and took him home to be with him, translated him, if you will, yes. on into glory. So just side note, that's how God takes people home, not calamity and accidents and silly wickedness, wicked things that people attribute to God being the, the perpetrator of that act of shortening someone's life. God says, I'll translate you, which also he did with Elijah. So. When it says he walked with God, that meant he had a lifestyle of faith because in verse six, we see that without faith, it's impossible to please him. But yet the testimony about Enoch is that he pleased God. So that meant he left, he lived a lifestyle of faith in God, not waxing and waning. I have faith today, but not tomorrow, a little bit today, but less tomorrow. He kept his foot on the gas, if you will, concerning his faith. He absolutely trusted God and he was obedient to God and he fulfilled the purpose that God had for him. And he believed God all the way out. Now, prior to his, um, walking with the Lord in Genesis. I don't know what he did before he had his son. Um, But after that, and you can find him in Genesis chapter 5, verse um, 21. 21. It says, Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. That was his, his son. And after he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years and Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. So he walked with God. He walked with God. He had mm-hmm. a lifestyle. Actually, it's also written about Adam and woman. In the beginning. Especially exactly in the Garden of Eden. They walked with God in the cool of the day. Mm-hmm. So, but they did similar. not keep their faithfulness Correct. to God. They departed and ceased believing God when they partook of that fruit. Does it mean that they stayed out of faith forever concerning God? Because you see, um, woman, when she comes back talking about Seth, that the Lord granted her this son in place of Abel who that who Cain killed so she had some reconciliation there with God herself however she did not remain in faith and remember we talked about at the end of Hebrews chapter 10 we're not those who draw back because he has no pleasure in those um uh, let's look at verse 38 of Hebrews chapter 10 it says now the just shall live by faith 
For if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Contrast that with verse 5 of chapter 11 of Hebrews. He pleased God. Enoch pleased God. So that Mm -hmm. meant Enoch put his hands on the faith plow. God, I'm going with you, and I'm going all the way. And it didn't matter the bumpy roads. It didn't matter the... the, trials it didn't matter the tribulations it didn't matter the requests that god had for him he kept his hand on the faith plow and he kept moving forward with god he didn't sit down and cry in the dirt he didn't run away from god he didn't betray god in sin he didn't do any of that he pleased the lord was also mentions enoch in jude verse 14 okay where it says now enoch the seventh from adam prophesied about these men also saying behold the lord comes with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Now, the these men that are being discussed actually begins in verse 12, verses mm-hmm. 12 and 13, where it says, these are spots in your love feasts, or sorry, uh, actually begins, excuse me, in verse 10 talking about these speak evil of whatever they do not know and whatever they know naturally like brute beasts and these things they corrupt themselves woe to them for they have gone in the way of Cain who have run greedily in the error of Balaam for profit and perished at the rebellion of Korah these are the spots in your love feast while they feast with you without fear serving only themselves they are clouds without water carried about by the winds late autumn <clears throat> excuse me trees without fruit twice dead, pulled up by the roots, raging waves of the sea, foaming up their own shame, wandering stars for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. So you see the comparison and contrast, right? Which Lord does constantly throughout, even in Psalms at the very beginning, right? Uh, And throughout the Proverbs, the contrast of the righteous and the ungodly or wicked. Mm Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about testimony, what's the testimony the Lord has concerning us? Not what our testimony is of ourself. What is the Lord's testimony concerning us? Amen. The, right? That's, that's what they're talking about there and, and going back to what we discussed in a previous episode. For verse 2, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. Not that they gave a good testimony. Mm-hmm. Not that they reported all the righteous things or seemingly righteous things they did, right? Mm-hmm. But what was the Lord's testimony of them, or in this case, of you? What's the Lord's testimony concerning you? Are you like others that we'll discuss? Are you a friend of God? Are you walking with God? Or are you in opposition to Him? Mm-hmm. All that matters. Oh, just very quickly, sorry, Charles, and thank you for allowing me to go. I just wanted to say in verse 6 about it being impossible to please God, which is to say it's a nice, eloquent way of saying there is no other way. Amen. Than through faith. Amen. Yes, Mommy, there's there's no other way to get to the Father except through Jesus Christ because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And anyone who tries the back door or the window is a thief and a robber. But for us, because we are children, sons and daughters of the Most High God, we have to go through the door of faith. There's no window of faith. It is the door. Who faith is Jesus? Christ Jesus. Amen. And he's also the way, the truth, mm-hmm. and the life. So he's the pathway and he's the door. But faith is our connection point 
to the pathway and Amen. the door. It's what grounds us to him and causes it us to cling to him as our faith. legal permission and access to him. Amen. No one comes into the Father except through him, but it has to be by faith and by faith, by faith, by faith. Did I say by faith? Okay. Yes, yes. mommy. I meant by it? faith. Yeah. You meant it? All right. <laughs> well, the Lord meant by faith. Go Amen ahead. to that. And exactly as you said, Lil, that's um, something the Lord was also talking to me about. We don't hear about the people who didn't act in faith. The Lord doesn't say, man, I love that man. He's always down on me. He's never doing what I tell him to do. Those those aren't the people that the Lord is referring to. And I know myself, if I was the Lord, I would not be doing that either. Well, thankfully, God does not behave fickle like we do. He mm-hmm. does love them. Even though they deny him, even though they uh, turn their backs on him and they refuse to believe him, he still loves them. Does he approve of them or and the, receive their actions? I was going to say no. it's their actions that he's mm-hmm. not approving of. And the actions are only a demonstration of what's actually in their heart. Absolutely. And so because of that, they cause themselves to be separated. Now, let's let's look at that and, and why I articulated it that way. Um, when your actions say, God, I hate you, do you think God is going to allow you to come into heaven anyway? I, got, I hate Jesus, right? If somebody's actions denote that they are haters of Jesus Christ, even though God loves them, will he receive them into his kingdom? No. No. Why? Because the kingdom is reserved for those that love him. Oh. Amen. And have faith. In, and if you love him, you'll keep his commandments. Right? Yes. And you keep his commandments because you believe in who he is and that he's right and he's righteous and he is the way that you should go. So even though God loves them, unfortunately, our actions are connected to us. And depending on what those actions and actions are and what um, the light that they happen in, it can cause us to be eternally separated from God. So we're not always able to separate people from their actions, right? Yes. yes. We are who God says we are only if we enter into that. Yes. Right? So just, I know that the grace of God, it is wonderful and it is great. It is not a substitute or a placate for us coming through the the access point who is christ jesus and coming the way he told us to come yes okay and just understanding that even these people before him before jesus came they still had to follow and go through the doorway as well they They had the gospel was preached to them pardon me for interrupting (laughs) they they weren't given an alternate path towards the father and now that jesus come that we have to go through the door he was there always he was Mm -hmm. always the door Mm-hmm. But people tend to think of it once Jesus was born, then he became the door. Mm-mm. But he was always the door even beforehand. That's what we're seeing here, that mm-hmm. he was the door of faith that they had to go through in order to make it through, make it oh. into heaven. Amen. And if the gospel was preached to Abraham beforehand, and Abraham is not the beginning of faith people in the earth, then we can conclude because God is the same yesterday, today, and Amen forever. And he is the one who has said Christ is the door. Then the other people had the gospel preached to them as well. Yes. The ones, right? The, um, From Adam to whoever the last person is. And even confirming that, the Adam speaks a prophetic word concerning the Messiah. Exactly. As soon as he brings his wife to him, he declares and decrees the mission of Christ. So... Because God is gracious, he's gracious to all. He's not gracious to some and then hard on the others. He's gracious to all. 
because that's who he is. That's his nature and his character. And his grace for us is not based on our earning it. It's based on his character. Yes, yes mommy. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a lot in there. Mm-hmm. So we're going to pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, Lord. We thank you for the grace that you've shown us and the mercy that you've shown us. We thank you for the opportunity to come to you, Lord, to repent before you, to be cleaned up and washed and made white, Lord. We ask that you'll continue to strengthen us, Lord, and to add to us your attributes, Lord, and that we continue before you, Lord. We thank you for the time in this word. We ask that you bless our partners and our listeners, Lord, that you protect them, that you tell them what to say and tell them what to do as needed, Lord, as they go to work, as they go to school, or do the assignment that you've called them to do, Lord, and that they have a good attitude about it. We thank you for those things in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' almighty name, we pray, amen. And amen. Oh, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.